Merry Christmas. That was Home Alone, of course, and every time I watched that movie, well, before, I always wondered how could two loving parents go on vacation and leave their kid behind, and, and then I had a kid, and now I know how it's possible. I, I do know. I love that just scene, though, where we saw Macaulay Culkin sort of seizing the moment in order to save his family's house against perpetrators. That's really the theme of Christmas. It's seizing the moment. I mean, in amongst this beautiful scene we have here, this tree, these lights, this snow, the fireplace, I might do s'mores next week. I like a fireplace up here. Are we seizing the moment? If you're here for the first time, we welcome you so much to this great church that God is building up here and hope that you feel the warmth of the Holy Spirit here. We're going to begin a series today and it'll take us the next two weeks called Now. And the series is about how now is now. (laughs) For us in our faith. Now is not 2,000 years ago. The now of God, the inbreaking of a son incarnate to us, is here, here today. We're going to look at that. I just want to say before we begin, though, how nice it's been not to be speaking these last two weeks. I've had such a great time just listening to the great preachers we've had in this community. Israel Gonzalez was wonderful two weeks ago. We talked about the, not the holidays, but the holy days, and that these are holy days. And then I just loved Jamie last week. He just did a great job. He talked about the four soils in our heart. It should be the good soil. And our soils is the one that we open up to God and what grows in our heart. And he talked about that. He was good. Uh, He also moved this last week. Jamie packed up all of his stuff. He put it on top of his car and drove on down to (laughs) Southern California. We're going to miss Jamie, of course. But Jamie was looking into maybe getting like professional movers, you know, just to see what that would cost. But he he found so many bad things about professional movers these days. One of the things he found is a thing online about professional. You know you've got a bad moving company, he found out, when your entertainment system gets packed up, your home computer and your jewelry, and that was two weeks ago. Another sign that you've got a bad like moving company is when the phone number on the business card connects you to Crime Stoppers. Not a good one. Another sign of like a bad moving company is they don't use peanuts to pack your fine crystal, but peanut butter. Another bad sign if you've got a bad uh, moving company, if you've paid for someone to do that, assume that your stuff from New York to L.A. is going to reach you, but try not to think about it going through the Panama Canal. That's not always a good one. My favorite is this. A bad moving company, is their slogan is going to be 100% satisfaction or your silverware back. So it's good Jamie moved himself, and he's praying for us at this moment. Well, today we're going to look at this great text that, uh, that Chris just lifted up, uh, Second Luke, Luke 2, and we're going to look at how God came to, to people who it really wouldn't seem like he would come to. The moment was for them. If you don't have a Bible, by the way, and you don't hear this from many people, here's a free gift, there's always something attached. There's nothing attached to the free Bible that we give you today, pick one up, or hey, if you don't have anything for the stockings for the kids, pick up you know, four Bibles and put it in the stockings. It's a free gift from Highlands Church. Let's listen to how God spoke to a group of shepherds not too long ago. We're looking at Luke 2, verses 8 through 14. Listen for God's word. Well, there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. My great uncle Willie McLeod was a shepherd, thankfully to say, and he was a Scottish shepherd. And Willie used to say that are two, there are two things that a shepherd does. He feeds his sheep and he protects the sheep. And then he said, it's a very boring job otherwise, because you're just taking your sheep from this side to that side. It's the routine, taking it from this pasture to the next. 
And then you're always trying to make sure that those sheep are protected. Well, on this night, these shepherds were doing that very boring thing. They were counting sheep. Have you ever done that before? One, two, three. It was an ordinary night. But then something extraordinary comes in. An angel of the Lord appeared to them. When I say angel today, I want you to look at the angels in the four corners of our church here. They've been put up. Do you like the angels? Uh, some people really like them. Some people have said that they kind of scare them a little bit. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you, if they scare you a little bit, that's not bad. Angels always do that. They excite you and they scare you just a little bit. They did that for the shepherds. Listen, an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. We skip over that every Christmas. The glory of the Lord shone around them. The glory of the Lord shone around them. But that's the most important part of this text. I'll give you a little history. The glory of the Lord had not shone in the country of Israel for 550 years. The glory of the Lord, a, a prophet by the name of Ezekiel, said had left the temple some 550 years before. I'll just read you quickly from Ezekiel 10. The glory of the Lord departed from the threshold of the temple. It left the temple and stood over the cherubim, the angels. When the cherubim departed, they lifted up their wings and rose from the earth and they left the temple. So now the glory of the Lord, the Hebrew for that is Shekhanah. Would you say that with me? Shekhanah. The Shekhanah of God, the power of God, the, the energy of God is back. Now everyone expected it would come to the temple, right? It left the temple. It should come back to the temple. Where is it? It's in a field with shepherds. They're Bedouin. They're not even like of the Jewish culture. They're some Bedouin tribe. So this glory of the Lord, the Shekinah of the Lord shines around them and they are terrified. I love the King James here. They were sore afraid. Just like you might be at looking at one of these angels. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy. I love the King James. I bring you glad tidings of great joy that will be for all people. Now, here's our now word. Today. Today. Not tomorrow. Not 10 years from now. Not 2,000 years from now. Not another million years from now. But today. In the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ. You know, a lot of people think that Jesus' last name is Christ. Like Jesus Christ. And Mary and Joseph Christ had a kid named Jesus Christ. Christ is a title. It's not a last name. It means the one. The chosen one. The real McCoy. This was it. Jesus, the real McCoy. He has been born to you. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in claws and lying in a manger. Now here comes another now word. Suddenly. A great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying what? Glory to God in the highest. Shekhanah to glory to God in the highest. The energy and the power that had left the temple 550 years ago is back to a group of Bedouins in the middle of the desert. Now, this is my favorite part of the text. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem, literally the house of Lehem, the house of bread. And this thing that I've seen that has happened, which the Lord has told us about, let's go see. Now, I love that. It sounds good, doesn't it? They, they just went to Bethlehem. My question has always been, what happened to the sheep? They left their sheep just in the middle of the fields. You imagine just leaving your job? You just, just leave your computer stuff, leave your printouts, just 
It's gone. You're like, yeah, I can. <laughs> they just left. It wasn't that the sheep weren't important. It's that they found in the midst of their lives something more important. They found the glory of the Lord. And they went. And that's our text. The question for us today is, is that now still here today? That Shekinah, that glory of God, that now moment, is it still here? And if it isn't, then why? Why isn't it? Raise your hand if you played any kind of high school sports or are still playing it. Yeah, go ahead and raise your hand. Every, pretty much everybody in our church has played some kind of sports except for me. It's every, every, every year I ask, well, what, what did you guys, you, you do sports. Well, I did speech and debate in high school. That was, I was a speech nerd. Still am. I looked just like this guy. I was a speech nerd. Every day for four years of high school, I did speech. Uh, Tuesday, just to give you an idea of my day, I'd wake up and go to school and I'd come home and write a speech. Then I would ask my mom to listen to my speech and my long-suffering mother listened to my speech for like four years. She sat right there and she would always have these cues. Whenever she wanted me to speed up, she went like this. Slow down, she went like this. Stop, she went like this. And you can still do that to me, by the way. It might still work, just to keep in mind. So that was Tuesday. Then Wednesday, my mom would listen to my speech again. She said, well, I think the conclusion needs some work. And then Thursday, she'd listen to it again. Then Friday, ready to go, I would go in front of the mirror. And I'd practice my speech in front of the mirror. You know, I'd make sure the, you know, the hand was in the right place. And, you know. So then Saturday, I'd go to a speech tournament. I'd go to like some like far distant high school in like central Utah, like Mount Pleasant, Utah. You know, I'd, I'd go out there. There would just be a cold classroom, seven people who would practice their speech with their long-suffering mothers all week long. And then they would say, contestant 4302, and then I would come up, and then I would give my speech, and I'd sit down. Now, sometimes I would come home like with a trophy, and sometimes I'd come home, you know, with nothing. But I was always nervous. Remember my coach, he used to say, uh, I used to say, Bill, what if I don't do well? You know, what if I just bomb this? What if I forget my speech? Well, then he said, well, there's always next week. Just, you know, do your best this week, and then there's next week. So that always made me feel, feel really good. But then I went to, by some miracle, the state tournament. I got a chance to go to the state tournament, and I did pretty well. And I, then I got a chance to go to the national tournament my senior year. And uh, by some miracle of God, I got a chance to go to the final round of the national tournament. And I was really nervous, really nervous. So I went to my coach, Bill, and I said, Bill, what if I don't do well? What if I forget my speech? What if it just, you know, bombs? Bill looked at me and said, well, if you bomb, then, well, that's it. <laughs> what do you mean that's it? Well, he said, it, it's over. You're done. There's no more after this. It's your senior year. It's over. Thanks, Bill. <laughs> and then he looked at me and he said, Graham, it's now time. That's what Luke is trying to tell us today. It's now time. What are you waiting for in your life? Are you waiting for the end of your life? Are you waiting for the next life? Are you waiting for a good economy? Are you waiting for your family to become the perfect family? What are you waiting for? Luke is saying it's, it's now time. It's what I want to explore. Now, I know when people say this, pastors say this, we're like, yeah, yeah, I get it. Now I got to go home and do my stuff. But for these next two weeks, what I want to do is try to unpack what gets in the way of that now time for us. 
Because all of us have stuff, myself included. One thing that gets in the way of my now time is, and I know a lot of other people, is unlike the shepherds, we haven't left our sheep. We're still with our sheep. Can you imagine? The shepherds have the glory, the Shekinah of the Lord all around them, and the, the glory is there, and the angels go away, and then Isaac turns to Jacob in the middle of the Bedouin shepherd field and says, Ugh. Have you seen Fluffy? No, they, they left. They left their, their sheep. Let me ask you what, what the sheep of your lives are. I heard about an accountant who went to, uh, went to his doctor to try to get like a remedy for not being able to sleep. He couldn't sleep all night long, every night, could not sleep. And the doctor said, well, I could give you a prescription for something, but I'm just telling you, the best thing to do is to count sheep. You just count them and then you'll fall asleep soon. And the accountant said, I knew you were going to say that. He said, I do that every single night, but then I lose track about 401, 402, 403. He said, and then for the next three hours, I'm lying awake in bed trying to remember exactly how many sheep I've counted. And that's apparently an accountant's joke because it's bombed in four services now. <laughs> you can just do this with your hand if you want. <laughs> what are your sheep? For some people, it's their work routines. They wake up, they go to work, they go through the day, they come home, and then they start the next day. read a fascinating survey, survey this last week. They just did a, a national survey of the entire country of Great Britain, the entire country of the United Kingdom. And they asked people, you know, just how are they doing in their lives? And they're having an economy downturn there as well. I said, well, how, how are you doing and what's your sense of your life? 10%. 10% of people in Britain today said in this survey that sometimes they wonder if they wouldn't be better off dead. 10%. One in four surveyed said that they were tired, exasperated, exhausted, underpaid, and weren't really sure why they were going through this thing in life. They, true story, they brought in all these psychologists into Great Britain. They're worried about this country. One psychologist said, well, my sense is that people just have too high of an expectation of what their life should be. Is that what the problem is? No. No. God wants us to have a high expectation about our lives. That's what nowness is about. The problem is that the now, the Shekinah of God has not permeated the workspace. There's so many different examples of what your sheep. Maybe it's the internet, you know? Anybody do a lot of surfing on the internet like I do? I just, endless hours, I could just check out all kinds of mindless minutiae on the internet. They, they actually did another survey of people finding out who would not mind if their boss found out what stuff they were writing on their internet and their emails. They found out that 30% of the people would not mind what their boss found out. 30% of the people would mind. 30% of the people said, Hold that thought, and they went and deleted their entire file. But another bad joke. Just do this with your hands. What is the sheep, what are the shepherd times of your life? Maybe it's this Christmas stuff. All of these lights, you've got to figure out how to get going. But the now wants to permeate that. I think the other reason that we sort of kind of every year we think about that, you know, in breaking, and then we sort of say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Part of it is, I think we just, we sort of say, well, that was like 2000 and year, 2010 years ago. That was a long time ago. 
This is now that you're 2010. I had a huge aha moment about this in my life in a geology class, of all things, in college. It's amazing. God can speak to us in pretty much any environment. This geology professor was you know, rattling off numbers the way scientists do about you know, how old the world was and stuff. So this, theology, or this geology professor yelled, well, it's you know, 4.2 billion, trillion, gillion, gazillion years. And we were just like, yeah, yeah. It was a summer school class. Don't, don't ask me why I was in a summer school class. That's a sermon for another day. But I'm in this, it's hot outside. And this geology professor took out a pen and he got out a pad like this. And he said, all right, think of the world this way. If the world were a football field like this, then the age of the world would be, these are the end zones. As you can see, I was a speech student and not a football player. The age of the world would go to the 99th yard line. 99 years. So the world is created here, said this professor. And then you have fish and stuff like that coming in. And then you have trees and all that. And you have animals and life. And so the age of the world, he said, would be 99 yards on that football field. We said, wow. Well, then some girl at the back asked, well, what, how long have humans been on the earth, human beings? Oh, the professor said, well, that's only been one yard line. It's only been here. One yard. Well, then another person said, well, when did God come into the picture? We weren't sure this was a Christian person saying this. So he said, well, God, of course, came into the picture way back here, the one yard line. God was here. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. But then he said, if you're talking about when did Jesus come into the world, when did the Shekinah of the glory of God come into the world, that would be one blade of grass on that football field. Some girl at the back raised her hand and said, well, what about us? Where are we on that field? Then the professor said, well, imagine a dew drop on the edge of that blade of grass. We are hanging on to the edge of that dew drop. You see what I'm getting at? Now time is now in relative terms. And the Bible says that a day in God's eyes is a thousand years and a thousand years is a day. It's now. It's now. So what, what are we waiting for? You do wonder, were there a few shepherds who just stayed? The main reason, though, I think that people don't kind of seize the nowness is because people don't realize that the nowness of God happens in every moment that we want it to happen in our lives. It happens now and now. It wasn't a one-time trip by the shepherds to Bethlehem. It happened when Amanda sang in the bleak midwinter. It might happen later this afternoon if you have a prayer to God and ask the nowness to come into your life. It happens in the moments. Some people think that the moments are things that maybe you just get one now moment in your life. You know, you saw the three kids who were just baptized. These three kids each had a now moment. Is that their last now moment of their life? I hope not. It's a great story about this. 
There was a German king in the 1500s who was living in a great German castle. He was there by himself. It was a cold night. Winds and the snow were blowing outside. Knock came on his door. The servant came and said, Sire, there's a man at the door and he has a message for you. What's the message, said the king? Well, the message is, heaven's music is waiting for you. That's a crazy message, said the king. What does he want? Well, he wants to come in. So the servant escorted this man who was carrying a violin case, came into the king's chamber there. The man opened up the violin case. He pulled out the most beautiful Cremona violin the king had ever seen. He said, I must own that instrument. That's a beautiful instrument. The man then put the violin up on his shoulders and started to play his song. The most beautiful song the king had ever heard. After the song, the king said, I must own that. How much does it cost? The man said, you can't buy this. It's not for sale. Well, how can I have this in my life? Well, said the man, if you just invite me into your castle to live in your castle for the rest of your life, I will play this song every single evening. So that's what the king did. If we just invite Jesus Christ into our hearts, he will play a song for us whenever we ask him to. And so balancing your checkbook, figuring out how much money you have this year is not a frustrating, stressful time. It can be a trip to Bethlehem. So figuring out your Christmas lights, which light on each strand does not work, doesn't have to be this awful experience. It can be a trip to Bethlehem. Figuring out which present to buy which kid and how much money you don't have to get the kids the things that they want can be a trip to Bethlehem. There was a pastor who said it so much better than me. He, uh, he was a friend of mine when I lived in San Antonio, Texas. And if you see his books on the shelf, go buy one. His name is Max Lucado. He's a poet. And when I say he was a friend of mine, he won't remember me, but I remember him. He prayed with me. We had a church about this size. He came and prayed with me. This is what he wrote about this moment. Max said this. An ordinary night with ordinary sheep and ordinary shepherds. And were it not for a God who loves to hook an extra in front of the ordinary, the night would have gone unnoticed. The sheep would have been forgotten. The shepherds would have slept the night away. But God dances in the common, and that night he did waltz. The black sky exploded with brightness. Sheep that had been silent became a chorus of curiosity. One minute the shepherd was dead asleep, and the next he was rubbing his eyes and staring into the face of an alien. The night was ordinary no more. The angel came in the night because that is when lights are best seen, and that is when they are most needed. God comes into the commonness for the same reason. This Christmas, God can come into our lives in a now moment like we've never had. Let's have a now moment now together. Would you pray? God, I thank you that this Shekinah glory is not confined to a temple. It is not confined to a field. It is accessible to each of us. I ask that you would, in your goodness, permeate our lives. You would give us a deep sense of your glory, your, your wonder. 
Lord, help us to put aside the things that are getting in the way of now. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.